you're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Well, hello there, 2M Nation, and welcome to, for some sadness, for some playoffs, playoffs, (laughs) playoffs, don't talk about Playoffs? playoffs come on we're, we're we're out here trying to do a podcast <laughs> oh that was that was i don't know how many right, i know that's that's that the lamest podcast. joke ever but <laughs> it's okay i'm a dad now we just want to win <laughs> playoffs anyway sorry to interrupt you there matt no hello it, it's postseason it's postseason football <laughs> i'm um, fired up which is exciting for some disappointing for others some people are crying some people are happy and there's names in here that, you know, 17 weeks ago, I don't know if we would have anticipated. Definitely. And some names that that are normally here that aren't. But yeah. week 17, it's an end to a wild season. But in reality, it's really just getting started. Yep, an end for – oh, let me do some quick math in my head here. 18 teams and a new beginning, as you and said, for the remaining 14. <laughs> So different uh, – oh, I'm Mike, by the way, as usual. I didn't even introduce myself. I figure at this point we're at, what, 26, 27 <laughs> episodes, and people either know us or they don't. This is episode 26. That's right. Oh, my gosh. First episode of 2021. And yet it's still the first season. Is that not weird? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. When do we When do we distinct uh, – for the purposes of our show, when do we start a new season? After the draft Maybe after the Super Bowl, I would think so. We'll because we're going to take two breaks at this point. One's going to be after the Super Bowl to just decompose and soak in the season, and then one will probably be right after the draft. So yeah, there's a big dead period there mm-hmm. to to absorb and figure out our plan of attack. And in those weeks, so there will only be two times that you guys won't get an episode because we <laughs> either a need a mental break or b Mike's just lazy or both. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so glad you're here with us again as we enter the next phase of the NFL season. Uh, different style of show today is there's going to be fewer recaps and previews to do with most of the teams in the league now out of things. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of offseason, a little bit of, of course, playoff projections of our own. Uh, and then we're going to start getting into the the recaps. We uh, feels like forever ago we picked 16 prove it players each that needed to have a big 2020 for one reason or another a lot of those players are now done for the year so we can start recapping or done or not the, before the year even finished right or maybe done for the career in some cases we'll see oh Artie burns <laughs> oh that, that guy's still young he might play again but anyway, well, I didn't mean like career and just the fact that ACL oh, year and Hardy Burns, Derwin James, James, yep, many tears have been shed, especially oh, by James too. After he advocated for Anthony Lynn, and then he came out and got fired the next day. Oh well, you know, happens. <laughs> anyway, so I thought we'd kick things off today by taking one final uh, look at our sleeper playoff teams, none of which ended up making the postseason, and I even have a crying face emoji in our notes today. <laughs> um 
you yeah. want to go first or me on this? On I this feel like we should just kind of intermix it as one final kibosh to a crazy four teams that we picked. I don't necessarily know, you know, we can kind of comment on each one because I don't have a lot <laughs> to say. I mean, the Cowboys kind of were self-explanatory through most of the season. Well, even after Dak went down, they had a yeah. chance. Going into week 17, well, even, they I had a shot. Part of it was the crazy East division that they were in was, you know, course, most yeah. battle. the NFC East was just, it was, it went from like the laughing stock to a crazy insane division. Still, still a laughing stock to be fair, but it got very interesting. Um, and I think, you know, everyone, including myself, once Dak went down, figured the team was done. But I think what this team did was it showed a level of resiliency um, that despite losing arguably your best player and, really the key that holds the entire system together. Andy Dalton was able to step in and after a rough start, pull this offense in a better position. Um, Kellen Moore was, was kept on as the offensive coordinator, which That's I'm right. very happy for. Yep. Just signed a three-year extension. Um, Mike McCarthy will be retained as the head coach. We'll see how that goes. I mean, you can't fault him for a few things. Mm -hmm. Um, but we all know that there is one side of the ball that needs a lot of help, and that would be the defensive side. Yeah. Um, however, Leighton Vander Esch was out a lot towards the end of the year. The defense did tighten up a lot. I feel like Leighton was critical to a lot of the run stopping that made mm -hmm. them a little bit better compared to when he, him and Sean Lee were not in. There were just gaping holes that the uh, opposing line uh, running backs could run through. But I feel like if if – and we all hope that the Cowboys and Dak can reach a long-term agreement. This Cowboys yep. team will be in a very different place. Definitely. They had some young guys on defense too, like the rookie cornerback Trevon Diggs, who showed some flashes throughout the year. Those and guys I, should only improve too in year two. And I mean, it's, as we know Mike McCarthy's coaching style a little too well, um, it's always yes. been strong <laughs> defense or strong offenses with eh defenses. Um, but with, you will not be able to hide behind a facade if your offense goes down like this again. Right. How about uh, how about your Broncos? I was excited for them. I mean, I think to end the season out of contention, nothing to play for, and to go up against the Raiders, who at one point were supposed to be a playoff contender and really were up till the end there. Mm -hmm. They didn't go down without a fight. Um, they suffered injuries at wrong times throughout the year. Locke was down for several weeks with a shoulder injury. The offensive line suffered some big rows, which led to problems with the run game. Melvin Gordon had some games where he would have at least two fumbles. Um, we saw Jerry Judy last week against the Chargers, just could not catch the ball yep. to save his yep. life. Unreal. Um, and then on the defensive side, there was at one point they were down Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, uh, Simmons was missed a couple of games or missed several. Boy, yeah. um, so I think when you get all these pieces together, it's going to make it more interesting. Now it has been confirmed that um, John Elway is actually in fact searching for a general manager for the Broncos. He will be maintained the head of football operations, but he will not be calling the drafting anymore. Um, what that says for Drew Locke and the offense and the team going forward, I don't know, but he is looking for somebody to work alongside Vic Fangio. So Fangio will be staying. Uh, continuity in the NFL is critical to team success. 
What does this mean for Locke? I've got to dive some more into the Broncos' desperate needs for their, I believe they're the eighth or the 12th overall pick uh, in the draft this year. So I got to mm-hmm. see kind of what lines up and what would be available for them to take, as well as listen to the rumors circulating and see what validity they carry. But the Broncos fought. The Broncos have a lot of young key players. They have a lot of potential. They just need all the pieces to work together. Cool. Yeah, they definitely showed a lot of promise at various points in the season. Uh, And then as for mine, the Cardinals came the closest to a playoff spot, and they, just like Dallas, they had a shot going into Week 17. Um, But they were unable to beat the John Wolford-led Rams. Um, Kyler entered the game banged up. Kyler Murray, that is, the quarterback, and uh, left very early on, I think after their first drive with an ankle injury. Um. And they just, he tried to come back later, but it was, he was clearly too hurt to play. And to me, it wasn't worth it. Like, I mean, I no. know playoff berth was on the line, but you don't risk long term commitment mm-hmm. for one season. The, you know, I'll give him props. It's a heroic effort. He really, uh, really wanted to put the team on his back. And really, that was the biggest issue with this team, though, was that the only times they won were when. Kyler played like an MVP candidate, which he did for the first half of the season, I would say. But I'm going to go back to that game against Seattle uh, where he got a shoulder injury. I don't think he ever fully recovered from that. And then obviously towards the end of the season, his his, uh, legs got banged up too. So uh, this team has some soul searching. You do, you do, especially when you want to run as much as he does or as, as big a part of his game as that is. And I think this team all around uh, there just wasn't enough talent around him. So this team has a bit of soul searching to do. I think they're on the precipice though, of being a real contender. The Murray to DeAndre Hopkins connection was awesome in year one. So looking forward to more of that next season. I give mad props to the run game too. Yeah. Kenny Drake ended up being pretty good. We'll see if they bring him back. He was on a transition tag. Uh, the, the youngster Chase Edmonds played pretty well behind him too. So I could, see that going either way whether or not they bring back drake um but yeah overall this is a pretty pretty good offense and a pretty mediocre defense uh patrick peterson's a free agent uh, i have more notes on him as he was a prove-it player of mine and uh just just overall they were just middle of the pack not good enough so on the 2021 for them yep and then the chargers who looked like <laughs> such a tragic team all season. Well, they were three and nine lost a bunch of close games like they always do, but they actually ended the season on a four game winning streak. Um, playoffs were out of reach at this point, but it was still good to see good confidence building for the rookie, Justin Herbert, who obviously started at QB after or since week two, after Terod Taylor got that uh, painkiller injection that punctured yeah. his lung. Yes. <laughs> And uh, so the good news for them is they found their franchise quarterback. Herbert was awesome. He broke a rookie record for touchdowns. He was close to other records in in yards and completions and everything else. He played awesome. So that's good news for them. Um, Well, you could argue there's additional good news for them. Good or bad, we'll see. But, yeah, they did fire their head coach, Anthony Lynn, on uh, Black Monday. (laughs) And uh, so they're – the search for a new head coach begins. I heard they're looking at Jason Garrett. So I don't know if that's the best place to start, but we'll see. 
Most importantly, I have here in the notes, since the Chargers finished third in the division and the Broncos finished fourth, that means another serving of Jello for you, Matt. It does. That's two. Yeah, or can't what wait. I'm thinking is a massive bowl. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll talk offline, off the air about that. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. Okay, so none of our sleepers made the playoffs. Maybe next year we'll pick new teams, or maybe we'll pick the same ones. Honestly, I, I like the Chargers a lot. I already have my two teams for next year picked. Ready? All right. Watch us both pick the same same two teams. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me, and I just want to go on record and record it. Unless you edit this out, I said it first. All right. So that's it. That's our final update on the playoff on our sleeper teams. I guess I'll have to see if I can sell that uh, Chargers hat I bought on Poshmark or something. <laughs> so on to the playoffs. With uh, We're not going to go deep dive into any Week 17 games in particular. Um, we'll just go over the seeding first. The Which, by the Chiefs, way, I don't know if it's just me, but it was confusing to create these brackets. I know. I'm sorry, Matt. A lot of things confuse you, though. I know. <laughs> Jerk. The Chiefs uh, had already clinched the number one seed in the AFC uh, going into Week 17, so they were able to sit their starters, still get the number one spot. Uh, the Bills clinched the number two seed with a absolute beatdown of the Miami Dolphins, which also knocked them out of the playoff contention. Is it safe uh, to say that the Bills may be the most underrated team in the postseason here? Maybe. They're still probably not getting talked about enough or as much as they deserve. I'm Well, as we'll get to in a second, I think we both have them making the Super Bowl, or maybe you have them losing in the championship. I forget, but we both have them making a deep run. Uh, Steelers come in at the three seed. Titans four. They ended up winning the AFC South on a crazy last second field goal that hit off the upright, but still made it through. And the, uh, that lifted them over the Texans to get the win and, and uh, lock up the division. I just want to say who called it. Did you, I forget. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. We're going to, we can start going through like our, our division winner picks, which this one you had. So kudos, but my pick also made the playoffs from this division. So they may meet again. For the first uh, time, for the last time. <laughs> Ravens came in at number five. Uh, the Browns got in by beating the Steelers backups. And the Colts claimed the the final, the seventh final playoff spot by beating the other team in that division, the Jags. <laughs> in the NFC, Packers did end up with the number one seed by dominating the Bears. The Saints come in at number two, then Seattle. Washington did end up winning the uh, NFC East with that Sunday night football. Yeah. Victory. Uh, say what you want to say about it over the Eagles. A little bit of controversy there. One game to talk about. <laughs> it's the Giants players responses to the fact that they benched Hertz for, I don't remember the dude's name. Sudfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> it's been, it's been covered enough. I think. It's ridiculous. I'll just say one thing because I it made I was fired up about it too. It's it's he, Doug Peterson can't honestly say that he thought Sudfeld gave them a better chance to win. Like that is clearly just a bold bald faced lie. <laughs> anyway, 
Buccaneers came in at number five and the Rams by beating the Cardinals. They got in, although interestingly, they still might not have Jared Goff for the wildcard weekend. And then the Bears claimed the number seven spot despite losing to the Packers uh, by virtue of the Cardinals loss. So those are the teams. Mitchell Trubisky at the helm, just saying. You, uh, You might say that. I did. So let's 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 do our wild card picks first, and then we'll go through the rest of our brackets. So on Saturday, this is the other thing that's great about playoff football is that we get it on both days. Uh, so Saturday, the first game is Colts at the Bills. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Bills. I have the Bills beating the Colts as well. And then the second game of the day on Saturday will be Rams at Seahawks. I am definitely taking the Seahawks, especially with uh, the knowledge that Jared Goff might not be able to play. Either way, though, doesn't make a difference to me. I have to go with the Rams. Um, Really? I have belief in Sean McVay as an offensive mind. Uh And if I had to pit the Rams D against the Seahawks offense, I'm going to take the Rams defense. Seahawks had a really interesting season, which is where the first half of the year – you know, Russ was lighting things up and the defense was terrible. And then they did an absolute 180 around midseason for whatever reason. The offense has been much less exciting lately while the defense has played better. And I agree with you. The Rams have the better defense still. Um, and the what, the goal, would you call it a golden phrase? But like the, the motto is like defenses win championships. That's true. Um, and that tends to. And I feel like a, the Rams mm-hmm. have leaned way more on their defense with Goff's inconsistency. But. I got to give it to the defense on this one. Yeah, it should be close. It's always fun when, and we've got two of them. It's always fun when division rivals meet in the playoffs for a third game. We'll get to that on Sunday because I'm fascinated by that. The Browns and Steelers just played and they turn around and play each other. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks though. And then Bucks at Washington. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I have Washington. Again, the defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Chase Young, once again, I believe I called rookie defensive player of the year. You definitely nailed that one, yeah. Um, against the Bucks team that it took a while for them to figure themselves out, but it's scary. And I just, I just have to have my belief in Washington. I just, I have to give it to them. They made it for <laughs> anyone anticipated. And talk about an upset of the ages. Alex Smith outdoes Tom Brady. Do I the think they'll win the game been... after that? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's true that the Bucks have been inconsistent on both sides of the ball, really. But Brady has actually looked really – he's been really good lately. I was surprised to see that he was top five in uh, passing yards for the season. And I think Mike... what, what blew me away more than that was that Matt Ryan was fourth overall and that Atlanta was probably the best 4-11 and team and didn't get any love. Yeah, they they were uh, they had a Chargers esque season where they they played a lot of teams really close and really tough and lost heartbreakers. But I'm going Washington. I'm going to put my faith in Washington. It will All not, right, may not be rewarded, but the faith's there, right? <laughs> and then that brings us to Sunday. The Ravens take on the Titans, which is I love this happened because they I think they played once during the regular season. And obviously, they played in that huge game last year when the, the upstart Titans tore through that bracket for, uh, for a while anyway until they ran into the Chiefs. But uh, I'm taking the Ravens in 
a bit of an upset, I guess, just because I think they have the much better defense. The Titans just gave up 38 points to Houston of all teams. I got the uh, Titans. I thought you said defense wins championships, Matt. I do, but I also know that they're going up against Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, totally fair. Um, Henry so, and Tannehill have been incredible. If if you know Tannehill was my prove it player, and I think he kind of proved it again. The the Titans are well, the Titans this year are the AFC, AFC South champions, and they're going yep. back to the postseason. Again, I think it's another team that may be slightly underrated. So we've only agreed on one so far. That's fascinating. I think we agree on this next one, though. Bears at Saints. I'm taking the Saints. Uh, you don't think Chicago can beat Drew Brees? I don't. No, I have the Saints as well. They, they almost I don't think did it's earlier in the season. Matchup, no, no. I think the Saints' offensive power and just, again, continuity. The Saints have been here multiple times. Yeah, and I actually think the Saints have a better defense right now. They've been playing incredible. And uh, I'm going to call it right now. Mitch throws at least two picks in this game. Is there what do we get out of this? Oh, nothing. I'm just I just want it on the record. Oh, okay. And I thought it, and I thought it might make you mad. I never said Mitchell was <laughs> perfect. I just said the Bears play better with them. There's a big okay. difference. Okay, okay. And then the last game of the weekend. See what happens? <laughs> three interceptions. Uh, last game of the last game of the weekend is the Browns at Steelers. I I so badly wanted to pick the Browns to win this game, but they're not going to have uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski on the sideline because he, two other coaches, and two players, including one of their starting offensive linemen, all tested positive for COVID nineteen, so they will all be ineligible for this game. Which means that their special teams coordinator is going to take over interim head coaching duties while their offensive coordinator. Alex Van Pelt is going to be the play caller. So, I, yeah, that I'm, I'm taking the Steelers. I picked Pittsburgh as well, but out of no confidence. They have not been able to play well at the end of this season. Yeah, they definitely stumbled to the finish line. Um, if they cannot get this run game going against this, this Browns defensive line, they're going to be in for a hell of a battle. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing is they they almost beat the Browns last week with their backups in. So I got to think bringing Beth and Roethlisberger back, TJ Watt, you know, all these guys is going to put them over the, right. the top. Um, but it's just, it's just funny to say like they played them and then they immediately go back and play them again. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty unique situation. All right. So let's quickly go through our full brackets then. Uh, I only took me about six tries to get this right, and I did approve I did this right. And if I screw this, yeah, I'll I'll take responsibility for your work. <laughs> um, I was gonna say just like in high school, even though I don't think we had a class together besides band. <laughs> um, lunch. Sure. Oh man, we were champs at lunch. <laughs> I think that's a fat joke, and I don't know how to take that. No, I said we. <laughs> Uh, anyway shut up mike so with with the uh so since i have the bills steelers and ravens okay let's keep it in the afc first so i have the bills and steelers and ravens winning in the wild card which means the ravens will play the chiefs since they're the lowest seed and the steelers will play the bills and i'm taking both the uh both the home teams here the chiefs and bills to win and then in the nfc 
I've got Bucks at Packers and Seahawks at Saints. And again, I'm, I'm taking all the uh, the home teams. So my conference championships matchups are Bills at Chiefs, Saints at Packers. And I'm actually taking the Bills to beat the Chiefs and the Packers to beat the Saints, which means yeah. my Super Go ahead. We have everything the same up until the Super Bowl, <laughs> besides our divisional picks. So my Super Bowl would then be Bills versus Packers, and I'm taking the Packers to win it all. I have Kansas City versus Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Um, so my divisional brackets are in the AFC, Kansas City versus Tennessee, Bills at Steelers. I have Kansas City and the Bills winning, and Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, I have Green Bay versus the Rams and New Orleans versus Washington. I have Green Bay and New Orleans winning. Green Bay going to the Super Bowl, but I have Kansas City winning back-to-back. Cool. Cool. Love it. Um, I would – it was a hard choice. I feel like Super Bowl is Kansas City and Green Bay, but it was really a toss-up of who I thought was going to win, and I cannot trust the Packers' defense still. True. I don't tr- I wouldn't trust the Chiefs' defense either, though, or the Bills for that matter. Um, I actually think the Saints might have the best defense of, of all these teams coming in. Them and maybe the Rams. The conference round? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or are you just thinking postseason in general? I'm just thinking postseason in general. But right after I said that statement, I thought about the Rams again, and I think it's a toss-up. But the Saints are the most balanced team, I think. Oh, that one, hands down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think the Bills are an underrated team, as weird as that sounds, just because Josh Allen this year has just been on point, I, and yeah. Stephon Diggs' connection is unreal. I really hope we get this Bills-Chiefs matchup. That would be game for the ages in theory <laughs> oh i think that's going to be that's going to be a shootout if there ever was one <laughs> yeah but if the kansas city running backs are healthy green bay's run defense is where i find a big problem yeah that's um, true. trying to contain travis kelsey is where i think they're going to fall short yeah the linebackers so the secondary is actually okay in green bay but it's yeah it's the linebackers that are really weak in, in both run and pass defense i think and kelsey tears up even the best teams so which the Packers are not defensively (laughs) and vice versa you know you have arguably MVP candidate Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with Aaron Jones in the backfield yeah Um, you have Lazard and Tanya and I mean this this offense is just potent as potent as the Chiefs maybe not as fast Mm -hmm. but very good and very methodical yeah, super excited. It's the most wonderful time of the year for, for football. Most chaotic time of the year. That too. Hey, and that's a good segue. Because <laughs> it's one and done, and there are plenty of personnel who are one and done. Right. Chaos for the teams. Done, chaos for the teams who make the postseason and a different kind of chaos for the teams that don't. <laughs> and we've got a bunch of uh uh we've got six head coach vacancies uh this off season one of them makes me extremely happy finally i know i know it does so during the season uh the lions falcons and texans all fired their coaches and then uh right after the final week 17 game was played uh, we had three more teams fire their coach adam gase was fired from the jets yes. not a surprise the only surprise was that it, they waited this long <laughs> and then uh anthony lynn a bit of a surprise for being fired from the Chargers job after after uh, finishing the season pretty strong with four four wins in a row. 
Uh, but the, and then the Jaguars firing Doug Marone, which was also not not very surprising. So we've got six vacancies, and just looking at rumors are already flying about you know who's interviewing where. Uh, but I made a list here of just the top candidates that I saw getting the most attention. And I don't know if we want to talk about them one by one, but uh, I think one of the top, I think probably the top option here, and you can feel free to disagree with this. I think the top candidate here might be Eric Vienemi, who is the chief's offensive coordinator and has been the last several seasons. So and many years ago when the earth was young, I kind of started plotting this as things, yeah. especially after Patricia. Oh, that's it. right. Um, so yeah, I've been doing some, some research and well, not research, but kind of, going through the list and seeing which coaches fit which teams based on what they need. For instance, with the Lions, you've got Stafford. Mm-hmm. Poor guy has played for a terrible team. Yeah. But I don't think he's going anywhere. Whereas the offense is in pretty good shape, but the defense needs help, which was supposed to be Matt Patricia's specialty. Right, yeah. In this case, this is an instance where I see the the, the defensive side needs some help, where that could be Matt Eberflus, um, mm-hmm. which is the Colts defensive coordinator, um, or Rob, Robert Saul from the 49ers, uh, where the offense needs help just kind of getting over the hump, but they need the defense to get them back in games. You could also argue both these candidates would be fantastic for the Falcons. Matt Ryan, fourth overall in the league with passing, a menagerie of offensive weapons, but the defense just cannot get itself together nice vocab word there what with menagerie yeah <laughs> welcome i know it was a big word um versus somewhere like the texans the texans have a great offense well maybe not a great i mean o'brien kind of really did some damage with the and <laughs> the hopkins trade but yeah. all things aside you get what you get the pieces are there the defensive pieces are there but you need somebody to step up and lead the team um, and I think Eric Benemy makes a great candidate for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, rumored to be a candidate last year for several openings, but didn't get it. I think he probably does this year. Uh, the Jets. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where do I begin? Any, with any, anyone with a pulse is better than Adam Gase. You know, we anyone who doesn't know my feelings on Adam Gase right now, you need to go back and rewatch the entire first season. What I'm nervous of is what happens to Sam Darnold. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a competent quarterback. I just think Adam Gase ruins everything he touches. With that being said, let's assume Jacksonville takes Trevor, number one. The other top quarterback is Fields out of OSU. Now, you can kind of see where this is going. A former Ohio State quarterback <laughs> paired with a former successful Ohio State head coach, which would be Urban Meyer. Anyone who's an Ohio State fan loves Urban Meyer. But I think regardless of for it, the Jets need a college coach to go up with them that brings some youth and some tenacity and can grow with a rookie quarterback. You know, I yeah. think many times quarterbacks get st- you know, can young quarterbacks go through so many system changes that with these old quarter uh, coordinators and coaches that just have textbooks of 
material that a quarterback's got to learn. And imagine doing that two or three times in your three-year career. No. Get somebody <laughs> who knows the college game and can simplify it for these guys, at least when they're starting out. I do not want to see another quarter, a rookie quarterback torched because the coaching staff ruins them. Yeah, and uh, besides Urban Meyer, there's always an influx of or, or a couple of college coaches. The other guys on the list uh, this year that that are being thrown out there are Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Yes. Um, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Um, yeah. Well, Northwestern is turned their turned their field around this year. I was really impressed with their performance. Yeah, he's he's been there a long time, and they've been always sort of like sneakily or, or surprisingly good compared Maybe to like the size of that school under the radar mm-hmm. um with that and then of course uh you've got jim harbaugh who has uh not had the greatest of times at michigan but he had a lot of success in the nfl prior to that in uh, san francisco obviously he was and arguably were... the best coach since before shanahan took over yeah yeah people hated him though <laughs> So uh, well, we'll see. Rumor has that he might be coming back to the NFL. So, um, yeah, I think we covered most of the names here. I am interested in seeing – I think Todd Bowles is another yeah. one. I think he could be – he may even be the Chargers, someone with a, that can bring a, def, bring a defensive into itself while the offense does what it does. The Chargers have all the pieces there. They just need a leader to put in place. Yeah, and I don't think Bulls got a fair shake uh, last time. He was head coach for New York. That team has been, that roster has been in tatters for quite a while now. Um, and, of course, he's the uh, Bucks defensive coordinator this year, and they're having a pretty good season. So it's going to be interesting, and I feel like we'll dive more into that as we get to a off-season breakdown. Yeah, totally. And uh, other things we'll talk about more throughout the off-season. We've, there's a number of... Uh, off-season rumors that are already coming around besides related to the head coaching carousel. Um, and I'll just, they're all kind of random, just like as I saw them pop up, I wrote them down and we can talk about them if there's anything to discuss. Otherwise, we can just move on. So the first thing here is that, no surprise, Cam Newton on a one-year deal this year is unlikely to return to the Patriots and uh, will hit free agency. It was a pretty rough season for New England offensively. Um, I feel like it wasn't all on Cam. I mean, he had no weapons. Once again, yeah, even worse than what Brady was dealing with in his final couple of years. <laughs> um, and you thought England. maybe Cam's rushing would add another dynamic, and I think that whole I mean, it did. train wreck. He, he, I think he ran for more touchdowns than he threw this year. But, but uh, that, that whole offense is going to go through an overhaul. Yeah, yeah, the run game was okay, but but yeah, Cam's probably not coming back. Do you think someone else signs him? it would have to be a team desperate for a quarterback. If the Niners, and I know this ties into one of the other things, if the Niners consider moving on from Jimmy G, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely an offensive upgrade in terms of the supporting cast for a quarterback. But at the same time, the backups for the Niners have been doing really well. Yeah. Um, So it's hard to say. Um, Chicago was one rumor, I think, at one point that there was talk that maybe if Mitch wasn't going to be around, but I doubt it. I don't know. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I'd rather have Mitch after what we've seen this year. (laughs) Yeah. Both of these guys. 
It's it's interesting. Maybe ironically, well, I went before the Hurts uh, Hurts saga. Maybe maybe if he wasn't panning out, I'd say maybe um, Philly. But Hurts is gonna, I think, the clear starter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And that actually takes it into the next uh, bullet point here. I did that purpose. Carson Wentz was actually not even active week 17 and there are already rumors that he's going to request a trade. And uh, one destination I saw as a possibility that made a lot of sense was the Colts. They've obviously got Phillip rivers this year, but he's been, he's been talking about retiring and it, it definitely seems like if they hadn't made the playoffs, he was talking about retiring right away after week 17. So I, I think this could definitely be rivers last go around and then they don't, Pretty sure at this point they don't view Brissett as the QB of the future, so could definitely see them making a move for Carson. The question, you know, the biggest thing with Wentz is he signed that extension and he has a ton of money on the right. Team, so right, you're gonna have to look at um, if the Colts can afford him, and and yeah, that even if they can trade him, the Eagles will still eat a lot of uh, dead money. So that's gonna be one of the most fascinating uh, offseason storylines is what that's happens to Carson Wentz for following Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if this is official or not, but before week 17, I, I did see a report that Mac, Matt Nagy was going to be coming back to the Bears next I'm year. All for it. I don't have a problem with Matt Nagy. I think given the play calling to Bill Lazor was a smart decision. Seems I like think it. we saw a, a, a much better offense. Put it this way Mitchell Trubisky, for all the flack he gets, was 6 and 2 as a starter. Yeah. Let, that, let that sink in. <laughs> Newsflash: What was uh, Nick Foles was as a starter? Let me try to do some math. One in seven, two and Something six, like that. Two and, okay. <laughs> and once again, it went. You know, Dallas, and I guess you could argue Chicago, kind of show what happens when you have a good backup quarterback versus a meh backup quarterback. <laughs> Um, but I'm all for Nagy and Mitch to give it one more go around. Um, yeah. In the same vein of if players staying in, in place, uh, the Raiders are going to stick with their car. I don't know if this is something that uh, they were thinking about moving on from him. I feel like there were always rumors that he and that Gruden didn't like him, but uh, he, he played pretty well overall this season. You so may not like somebody when, the, but when they have a, a really good year. It's kind of hard to argue at the end of the year. It's wins versus losses. Not do I like this person? (laughs) Right. Uh, This is kind of a big one that I think drew Brees is on a two year contract with the saints, but uh, now the rumors are that he's planning to retire after this season, which probably can't blame him after he broke 11 ribs or whatever it was earlier this year. Still, The world will never know. Uh, you already referenced this one. The 49ers are considering moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he's been injured each of the past couple seasons since they signed him. And they uh, one good year out of three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really the way this team functions is they don't need to uh, spend a lot of money on a quarterback necessarily because the team runs through the running game and the defense. So, uh, could definitely see them making a move here to to uh, go a different direction. And then the last one, I think we also already sort of mentioned at the top, is that Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are hoping to work out a long-term deal, which I am also rooting for. Absolutely. Despite the fact that he uh, 
had the injury in week, what was it, three or four? And obviously Too missed soon. the rest of the Hashtag season. Hashtag fantasy. <laughs> uh, but he was playing absolutely incredible football up to that moment and uh, might have been able to put this team over the top and taken the NFC East under different circumstances. And that's it. We're about out of time. So we're going to leave our prove it player results for another day. Another day, another time. Yep. The day I was going to say another dollar, but we don't get paid for this. Not yet. <laughs> but Sports Center, if you want to, you know, because we know someone from Sports Center listens, right? Yes, absolutely. I think they all do, don't they? Sure. <laughs> But all right, guys, let's buckle in. It's going to be a wild postseason. Um, the 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 twenty twenty football year is not done quite yet. In fact, it's ramping up, and it's going to be one hell of a ride. Come back here, same time, same place next week. For the listener, not for us necessarily, because our recording schedule is absolutely effed. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week to break down the next round and talk some more off season news. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the postseason. See ya. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.